Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got Dana Coverstone here in studio with me today, and we're going to talk about the Solemn September Assembly. Dana, welcome to the Prophecy Club. Thank you again for having me with you, Stan. It's been an honor to be here with this whole weekend. It's been great. Thank you. Okay. First thing I want to say is I believe that this Solemn September Assembly, September 18 through 20, 48 hours fasting and prayer was the fulfillment of your dream where you said you saw Solemn September Assembly, because as far as I know, now there are other meetings out there, other people gathering, and that's good. We want all the people gathering and all the people prayer, sending a prayer as we possibly can. But as far as I know, this is the only one that is called a Solemn September Assembly. Is that correct? As far as I can tell, I know people that are doing prayer events, yes. fasting events, but this was one that seemed like a fulfillment of the dream, the things that we were doing, okay, the things the involved with. So yes. this fulfilled the dream. Okay, now let's talk about the meeting. Just in general, what did you think of the meeting? Oh, man. I'll tell you. When I first walked in, you, you took me to, to the auditorium, saw those maps of the United States of America on both sides of the the, 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 the platform area. And it just broke me because in the dream I saw America contouring the outlines of the United States from the from the ma- the calendar of September, and then to see people coming in, people bringing bedrolls, mats, pillows, people who were committed to be there for forty hours, yeah, people who were going to stay up and pray and fast. They didn't walk in like they were going to a party. They walked in like they were going to war. Exactly, and they <laughs> they walked in. I mean, you saw faces that people were intentioned. People That's right. were they were there intentionally because they wanted to see God That's move right. and do something. That's right. And I was it, it was more than impressed. I was moved. I I was encouraged. Um, I was broken by the things that I saw because these people walked in praying for the nation, praying for our president. Mm-hmm. I heard. We we heard for forty eight hours people praying for our nation, pleading mm-hmm. pleading for the Lord to come and to move, asking God to provide protection for our president, asking God to to save us, to keep us, to hold us, and 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 to hear the passion of some of those folks, uh, people who prayed for the president's wife and his children, people who prayed for the president's safety, people who prayed for the president's wisdom and understanding. People that prayed for protection of that man in the office wherever he goes. Uh, we just saw where there was a ricin letter, possibly sent by Canada. Fox right. News just reported right. that was sent to 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 kill him. So we've already seen an attempt on the president's life. They're tracking that down, and thank, thankfully they did. But the Secret Service figured that out and got it taken care of. So there were people praying for his safety. And I have prayed for every single president we've had, whether I've agreed with their policies or not. That's what we're called to do. In the book, you know, the Bible tells us Amen. to. But I saw passion. I, I felt passion in the prayers of those people. And for 48 hours, man, they were on it, on their knees, Amen. walking, pacing, praying, Amen. kneeling. I heard you, you could see people praying quietly. You could hear people praying. Loud. And plus, we got to see people walk to a microphone, have up to five minutes to pray. And I saw people's time in front of that audience gather momentum and strength. They, get, they became encouraged. People who had never prayed probably out loud in their lives in front right, of people right. walked up to microphone. At first, they were very timid. Well, by Sunday afternoon, you better, <laughs> you better back away from the You better just back away because they were fireballs. And that as a pastor, man, it just it really, really encouraged me. Um, Lights your fire, man. It did. And, and to be a part of that, you know, there was at least 400 people there in the time that we were there. But to walk in in the mornings or leave at night, and to he- when you walked in to hear 
those microphones and to hear those people mm-hmm, praying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the passion mm-hmm. and the intensity and to know that that happened all through the night. There was no yeah, they gap. They never dropped that microphone, man. I mean, 48 straight hours, somebody was standing behind. Matter of fact, most of the time, there's anywhere from five to 15 people standing in line. Yeah. And when we went to do something different, it was ministers speaking every time for praise and worship, they dropped their head and they walked away disappointed that they weren't going to continue to pray. <laughs> like, look yeah. at it. Matter of fact, I think that's the primary reason people came. They didn't come for the ministers. They didn't come for speeches. They come for war. They come in because there's hot liquid metal. They had something on their heart. They had to share. They came, by golly, I've got something to pray. And that's powerful when you got 400 people agreeing in prayer. Amen. Amen. As you're going through that. Oh, yeah. And they came with the intention of making a difference for the nation, yes, they felt something. It yes. wasn't just a, it wasn't just a dream. Whether I had the dream or not, what matters is people sense in their hearts, their minds, their spirit there is something wrong in America. Mm. They could not put their fingers on exactly, but something resonated. When we said mm-hmm. we're going to have, have a meeting to pray, they signed up. They filed in. They came. They came to do war. They came in. Yeah. You know, in the armor, they came in with the sword and the shield. They came in ready to shofar. go to war. The shofars. <laughs> and and, and you know, even being on the platform, we blow the shofars at, at sundown and, and sunup. What was interesting to me was to see them all standing in a circle in that big auditorium, Amen. arms linked. And you saw black, white. You saw men. You saw female. You saw young. You saw old. And we saw people who were standing together Amen. for the nation. Just like your dream said we need to do. And that's what... That's what you know, got me. I'm, I'm thankful for, for everything, the way things have went. I'm grateful for the pastors that were there and your leadership. But to hear the people pray mm-hmm. and to see the people mm-hmm. pray, to see the intensity and the passion, and to hear people praying for the nation that we live in, the nation that we love, that was – and I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that the Father kept hearing from the Son, you know, Hey, more prayers for the nation. More prayers for the nation. Yeah, there's a group praying in Plano, Texas. More prayers for the, more prayers for Trump. More prayers for the president, because he sits at the right hand of the Father, daily interceding for us. Amen. And so for 48 hours, he had lots. There was a lot of intercession <laughs> on Jesus' part to the Father about this country, our president, the direction we're going, the things that are happening. And I was rather, I, I, I was just blown away by the things that I saw. I was encouraged. I was impressed. Um, I was edified. I was built up just listening. And there were times when, you know, I, I, I walk or so. I was walking back and forth and pacing when I prayed. Right. right. But there were moments when I would stop and just listen to people pray. And, and some people were quiet. And sometimes the quiet people will, will get you. You're very powerful. They just pray the profound things. But I think I had told you for, for two years now, I've been telling my congregation, I have felt led to share with Living Room Ministries in Brooksville, Kentucky, that we need to pray out loud. And I've encouraged my people every Sunday to pray out louder, or louder than, not yell or scream, but to pray louder than they usually do. Because once again, I learned how to pray by listening to men pray around me. I never knew you could pray about certain things unless I'd heard it from them. And so my prayer life developed by the time I got to college because I listened to men pray around me out loud. Mm -hmm. And so I've developed that in my own life. When I pray, I pray out loud most of the time. Uh, And and when you're praying out loud, you're hearing yourself pray. Mm -hmm. Um, It gives you confidence, too. It gives you confidence. And and I like to walk when I pray, as as you notice. But part of that, too, just has to do the intensity. As, As I pray more aggressively, I find myself walking faster. Slowing down, back and forth, and, and it gives you a chance to listen. And also, when you hear people praying out loud, like let's say right now you're praying for safety for the president, 
I can be saying, Lord, I agree with Stan. He's praying for, for President Trump's safety, so I agree with that prayer that Stan's praying, God, let it be, let it be, let it be. And so we can agree. And there's something about, you know, two or three gather together, there Amen. I am in the midst. We know Amen. that. But think about this. What kind of prayer would those two or three people be making? If I don't know what you're praying, and you don't know what I'm praying, because I've got my head bowed and my, my lips are moving, I'm not saying anything. Can't agree. So two or three are, are gathered together in my name. Well, what are we gathering his name for if we don't know what the other is praying? So to me, it makes it makes perfect sense. God wants us to pray out loud, loud enough people can be heard. So I can agree with what you're praying. You can agree with what I'm praying. And so we're, we're doubling and tripling the impact of the prayers that we're making because we're in agreement. We're linked, arm to arm, side to side, and we're making a bigger difference, I believe. See, I think that's the power of what was happening because I saw little women, and when I say little, I mean they're small in stature. They didn't have a big booming voice. But I saw him walk up there, and it was like Goliath walking uh, to David, and David is about to slay Goliath. And they oh, yeah. walked up and said, let me just tell you, I got a stone. And they pulled out their little notes, and these little women with soft voices, they went to praying. And then, you know, next time you'd see them up, maybe several hours later, now they'd written out a whole new prayer. And they come up, and now it's like, okay, if you think that was something, let me show you what I got now. Oh, yeah. And they... I, I saw women just uh, that that were little bitty, uh, gentle, kind, and man, they were like a roaring lion by the time they got done. Oh yeah, I saw a lady walk up and she started to pray and she put her foot back, her right foot back, <laughs> and she was tapping that foot and she had her fist out and she was, I mean, she was just it, it was it was demonstrative. And my first thought was this could be a this could be a model protester. You know, standing up for some, you know, doing it right. But she was, just, she had firmly planted her feet and she was basically standing firm on God's promises and saying, you know, she was, she was speaking to the enemy. She was asking for warring angels. She was trusting the Lord to make a difference. But to see her, this little old lady with mm-hmm. white hair or the mm-hmm. blue hair almost mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And boy, she it was just like, you better, you better watch that woman because she's got this. And so to see that type of encouragement and other people could see and watch that too. And that's why I'm so big on praying out loud. And I tell my church to do that as often as we can, because when you pray out loud and you begin to agree with somebody else and you hear and they're praying with you, you are, you are, you are just magnifying. You're amplifying what God's doing. Amen. Because now, and you, and you get excited about it. Because when you realize, you, you as you're praying, your faith builds up. Not just you're not just being edified, but you're praying, Lord, take down the enemy. And then you realize that God can take down the enemy. Now, all of a sudden, there's more intensity, more passion mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. voice, and and you're you're moving, you're, and your arms are moving, your hands are moving, your hands are in the air, you know, and you're just and then you're starting to walk and move and and pray, and and then when you're done praying, you're like. Wow, I just burned some calories. Yeah, I, I can... it, it, it empties your heart. You know, you feel fulfilled. You feel like, hey, man, I touched the throne on this thing. I saw people stand up there. <clears throat> yes, the the little bitty late. But I also saw some big men stand up there, and it was like, come here, devil. Come here, devil. And it was like they were grabbing glass head, and they were oh, cutting yeah. that head off, man. Oh, yeah. And they went to town, and I saw people. They were quoting those verses. They knew those verses. And they'd stand up there with their little cell phones. I also saw people, I had one guy come up to me. He says, man, I was so nervous. First time I got up there, I was so nervous. He said, then I got there again, I got a little bit more confidence. He <laughs> said, man, man, I mean, like third time I got up there, I was ripping. And that's, it was, and, and I have to say, I just, I think that the heroes of the whole meeting, see, because this was not about the ministers. Most right. of the other conferences, you know, who are the speakers? We go for the speakers. In this case, 
the ministers, yeah, they motivated, they guided, they got people fired up, they did what they were, but it was not about that. Right. This was about five minutes, and I had somebody, several people say, you know, five minutes is just right. I don't know where you got that, but five minutes is just right, just the right time. Yeah. I remember seeing, and and I asked David, that was, you know, he's standing there with a stopwatch because we wouldn't let him go over five minutes. Right. And he, he was so, so passionate the way he did, so, so kind. He would just take a step forward, take a step forward. And so finally he's standing right beside him. Time's up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I saw but it many I mean, times. So they were locked, but they'd go, they'd go right back and get in line again. And that's fine. Because they got locked <clears throat> into a position of prayer. <clears throat> And once you're there, it, mm-hmm. it's it's like a zone. Mm-hmm. And those that are listening that, that know how, what I'm talking about, there's a prayer plate, there's a prayer zone. And the other thing that I noticed, I I, I saw men, big guys, begin to weep, mm. begin to cry. You saw people crying, yeah. miss the eyes, and, and you saw voices begin to begin to shake and quiver they were crying because with passion. Passion. They were in a battle. They were at war. It was there were tear there were wars of tear. Yeah, and or, to, tears of war, tears of war, <laughs> and to the point that there was an anointing. With and on yes. those people praying. Yes. And that's another yes. thing that we forget about in prayer ministry. We don't just pray and bear those things ourselves. As we begin to step out, God begins to build up our faith, begins to edify us, begins to encourage us. And suddenly, we're taken into a whole different level, a whole different place, because there's faith behind the prayers. We start to pray. We gain that intensity. We're standing on the promises. We're praying the word. And now suddenly, we realize, wow, he's hearing this. You know, in, in the book I don't know that, but he's giving me the words to say Exactly. And we're not depending on, well, I wonder who's listening, what they're going to think. And we That's don't right. care if, if, if we, if we slur this word or this word doesn't come out right. We're just praying because the whole focus, that zone, we're in that zone and we're praying in such a way that we know that God, you hear us. I, I had a pastor come up and I was walking, you know, you got to go to the bathroom sometimes and, you know, walk. And so this, I, I walked by this, this pastor reached, he says, Stan, Stan, I, I got to talk to you. He says, I'm a pastor. He says, I can't tell you how many times my wife and I, if we ever have an argument, it's always over prayer. He said, because I just can't seem to get her to pray. And he says, she didn't come, but she's watching this live stream at home. And he says, she has called me and she is absolutely lit on fire. This has made her a prayer warrior. This has taught her how to pray. This has broke her out of a shell. Lives were changed. We were talking last night afterwards. We we went out to eat, you know, break the 48 hours of fasting. And it's nothing. 400, 500 people, some odd came. I don't know the exact numbers, but when's the last time you heard of 48 people, or excuse me, four or 500 people gathering for 48 straight hours of fasting, and they did not let that microphone drop, man. Yeah. They kept up there. Year, I mean, round the clock. There was three, four, five people round the clock, I'm told. Yeah. And, you know, Leslie and I had to go take a nap. Leslie was up there next morning at 4.30, taking over. We always had ministers there, yeah. but it was it was powerful. I don't know what happened in the spirit, but I know something really big happened in the spirit as a result of these prayers. These prayers were anointed. These prayers made it all the way to the throne. I know they did. In the book of Hebrews, the author talks about the fact that when Jesus went into the holy place, the holy of holies, he was heard. Old Testament theology was basically the priest would go in on Yom Kippur, the most holy day, into the, the holy of holies. Uh, would, would would go in through the blood of the lamb on his thumb and forefinger on, on his thumb yep. and toe, and the people outside the camp would just wait in silence for him to come out. Because once he came out, once he walked out that door, the people knew the priest had been heard. 
that the father had heard the prayers, had accepted the sacrifice, their sins were forgiven. And there was eruption of praise and just, you know, I, I, and I felt, I felt that some of those people that were praying, you, you saw them gain confidence. Yes. And almost that, that, that father's smile upon us that I'm hearing you. I'm hearing yes, you. Yes. I'm he-. And because of that, it, it, it was, it was a truly a September, solemn September event. Right. Because God heard, God heard. And for 48 hours, we were bombarding Jesus with petitions to the Father. Yeah. Which is very, very biblical. And uh, as we as we prayed, he was passing them on to the Father, and and I just I, I have to wonder how many times in that forty hours did the Father hear about prayer for President Trump? Oh, safety I would for say his family. fifteen twenty percent of the prayers were for President Trump personally exactly. or his exactly. presidency. Exactly, and some will say, "Well, you Christians just have this 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 agenda." No, our intention is to make sure the nation stays on track. And so our praying for the president, and like I said, I'll say it, people in my church have heard me pray for President Obama. They've heard me pray from the pulpit. Why? Because the word says to do that. I pray differently for all the, all the presidents, but I pray for them as the word tells me to do. I don't pray death and sickness and all these other things that some people pray right. or take scriptures out of context. My job as a believer, as a citizen here, is to pray for those in leadership and power. And so I've done that. But to hear 400 people. Hmm. To hear the leaders when they had a chance mm-hmm. to pray and talk, to pray for our president, mm-hmm. to hear them pray for the nation with absolute passion. We know for a fact this is going to be the most contentious election in American Absolutely. history. And, 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 and one clear thing that has happened just since we started praying Friday night, shortly before, about 10 minutes before the event started, Someone came to me and said, Pastor, have you heard about one of the Supreme Court justices has passed away? You think, wow, yeah, that happened. Just a few months, a little, little bit ago, in, in your front room watching the news, uh, Attorney General Bob Barr has basically said that federal funding is going to be dropped for three cities, New York, Portland, and Seattle. They're now called anarchist jurisdictions. That's happened this weekend. CDC is going to change the guidelines. Wow. Why? For more, for more shutdowns. Uh, there was a mall shooting in Pennsylvania Saturday into Sunday morning. They were still looking for the shooter. I don't know if you knew about that or not. So there were still a lot of things. Also, more, more more shootings in Chicago, New York, more crime. Every place they're saying get rid of police, you get more crime. Even to the point Minneapolis City Council last Wednesday asked their police chief, why is crime up? Well, that's a well, no-brainer. <laughs> so in this country... The things that we were praying, we were praying for safety for our president. We were praying for the nation. Why? Because we as Christians and believers see the absolute chaos that is being pushed and forced and against us. And this is our pushback. This is our way to say, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. It's not going to be business as usual. We want the Lord to have his way, his rule, his reign. We want to raise, we want to see godly officials raised up. We need men and women in the church world who are solid in their integrity to, to, to run for public office, to run for federal office, to run for their local mayor and, and city council seats. I actually served two terms as a city councilman back in my hometown at Jasonville, Indiana, when I was a youth pastor. And I was the first Republican city councilman elected in like 80 years of, of, wow. of that history. Enjoyed my time, had a Republican mayor, but I got to see a whole lot about the infrastructure of a small community. It was a town of 1800, but 
we needed people who will do those things. Mm-hmm. And I heard people praying, God, raise up Christians who will run for public office. Well, and Christians need to be voting, too. Every exactly. Christian should be voting. Exactly, exactly. Now, what about the prayer topics? You're commenting on them. We pray. The prayer topics that were up on the screens, right. 24-7, changed every 10 minutes. they changed every, yeah, every 10 minutes. I saw people turn around and pray in those. I saw people making notes. I saw people stand, writing those prayer points down. They were looking to take home and pray later. I had several people say, hey, can you send me a copy of that? By the way, we are going to put the updated. That's an early copy that's on Watchman's Trumpet. But I'll try to get to it today to get the final copy because I like wrote up like around 300 of them. Yes. There's only about 100 up on Watchman's Trumpet. You sent sent us a lot to review, and I was glad for all that that was. Yeah, by the way, I had you and the other ministers read through them. I said, you need to change anything, you need to add anything, take it, and nobody changed anything. I said, no, that's good, go with it. Because we prayed for Supreme Court justices. We prayed for the the, the Senate. We, We prayed for the financial situation. We prayed for the church. We prayed for... The persecution that's coming and how to, how to address those things. We prayed for preachers to be faithful. We prayed for the American country. We prayed for who we are as Americans. We prayed for wisdom, for direction, for discernment. So many things we prayed for. We covered the gamut of things, and it was really, really neat to see all the things that were being prayed for. But to hear the people pray, like you said, the heroes of this of this of this Absolutely. event were the people who were praying because man, they came, they came so determined, and they came so. They, you could tell that they had set their faces like flint yes, to get the plane yes. out and to pray and to pray and to pray. And I'm, there's no it doubt in my mind. It was a serious battle. It was a battle, man, and yeah. they won. Yeah. Leslie said, we had a little meeting afterwards where we ministers went out to eat, break our fast. And Leslie says, and this is really important because she said, <clears throat> of all of the meetings I've ever been to, she says, this was the most important and po- most powerful ministry or meeting I've ever been in. Having done as many thousands of meetings, Prophecy Club, and somewhere around 70 crusades, that's saying something when she yes. says, this is the most important meeting, most powerful meeting I've been in. I think those were the words, weren't they? Yes. And, and what I saw was the humility of all the pastors, the ministers who were there, their stories, their passion, and, and also to, have, to watch the people come up and talk to those folks afterwards um, and to see... You know, the people were thankful for who was there. But Talk they about the minister for a second. You kept coming to me and said, tell them about the ministers. What did you, know, you think of them? In general, just in general. I was more than impressed with the people. I had never met, I, mean, I had talked with you on the phone through radio, had never met you personally uh, or your family, had never worked with within the context of the Prophecy Club, Watchman's Trumpet. But what I was impressed by, number one, was the sincerity to make this the absolute best event possible. Not not for what what is seen out there. Right. But because you understood and and those who came understood that the root foundational reason that we were here was to pray for the nation. Mm. Because we know it's going to be a contentious election. We see incredible mm. things happening already in Washington DC now in in anticipation of those things. And so we knew that this was a very, very important thing beyond the dream. People knew we have to pray, and uh, the ministers. Yeah, the, the and and that's what I'm saying. the The people who came were probably aware of who would be there and who was coming. I didn't promote the ministers exactly, but because of their confidence in in what you do in formatting the conferences, and things they they came knowing 
it doesn't matter who's here. Well, that's We're the coming point. They didn't come for me. They didn't come for Dana. They didn't come for the ministers. They came because there was a prayer in their heart. They wanted to stand behind that microphone, and they wanted to reach the throne. Period. Exactly. That's why they, they everybody had the right attitude. That's yeah. my point. And so, being able to talk to these these men and these women, being able to hear their stories, being able to hear them preach and teach and speak about the situations that they were involved with their ministries, uh, one you know who reaches out to the pygmies in the Congo, one who has a, a Pakistan background and has been beaten and That's threatened with death, almost killed. Right. And to hear him talk to the American church and say, I came here in 1999 because God wants me to warn the church about the coming persecution. Yeah. Uh, to hear the passion of some of the ladies who were up there preaching. So I, I'm a firm believer in, in, in women ministries. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Philip had four daughters who were prophetesses. And within the Assemblies of God, I thank our movement for that fact that they believe in female women ministers. And, and people, that may make a lot of people mad. That we're all ministers, we're all supposed to declare and Amen. speak, you know. But to hear their heart and their passion, and to see that, and they weren't—they didn't go out there to try to whip up anybody into a frenzy. They went out there to encourage incredible sovereign prayer that made a difference. Okay, so I think it was, yes, it was Saturday morning. Leslie comes up to me and says, "I think that we're supposed to be doing another one of these before the election." And, of course, at the time, my feet are hurting. My back is hurting. I'm exhausted. I'm walking in. I'm dragging. I'm saying, I'm, I'm dragging from yesterday. I mean, you know, 67. I mean, I'm not 49 anymore. You know, I'm dragging. She says, we're supposed to do another one of these before the election. So I just started walking around praying. And I just, Lord, I said, you know, I'll go to the end of the earth for you. I will do it wherever, whenever you want. But if you want me to do another one of these for the election, I need to know where. I need to know when. And the biggest thing is, how are you going to fill the room? I mean, because I've kind of already used all my my ammunition. I've shot all my bullets to, yeah. to fill the room. How are you going to fill the room? So this it was like about two hours later. Someone uh, said, hey, there's some people in the back talking too loud. Some of the people praying, saying they're interrupting. You want to go check it out? So I was walking to the back to just see if I was going to see anybody. And I didn't see anybody talking too loud. But this guy walks up, and he is a pastor at Harlingen. We'd been emailing back and forth. He had already invited Leslie and I to come to his church and to minister. Uh, but I said, well, let's talk after the crusade or the, the solemn assembly. <clears throat> and uh, so he comes up, introduces him and his wife to me. Long story short, he says, okay, this Saturday, I've got about 15 pastors coming to my church. And I'm going to talk to him, and we're going to do a, what we're doing here. He said, and it'll be from 10 to noon. We're going to do like 30 minutes of praise and worship. Then I'm going to do five minutes open microphone, just like you're doing right here with these 15 pastors. And he said, and one of them has a church that seats about 800. Him and I grew up together, and he says, I'm almost certain he will be on board. He says, what I want to do is bring this down to Harlingen. So... I had, I had already laid on my heart. I didn't know where, but laid on my heart, Halloween. Okay, mm. because right before, also in one of your uh, your dreams referenced yeah. uh, October thirty one. Okay, so Halloween. So I said, well, I'm I'm all open for it. I said, but I'm impressed for Halloween. She said, yeah, that's what we're getting to Halloween. I said, okay, I don't I don't want to do forty eight hours again, frankly. <laughs> I was like, no, no, don't make me do forty eight hours again. It's not the fast, it's just it's it's grueling. So anyway, here's what we've decided. So we're gonna do a midnight to midnight fast, which because of the change in time will actually be twenty five hours, 
and it'll start Halloween at midnight and end at the end of Halloween midnight, which is obviously October 31. Now, I don't have exactly the location, but what you can do is go ahead and mark your calendar. So here's what the Lord began to show me. He began to show me, Stan, I'm going to fill it. I'm going to fill it from this YouTube, this Facebook thing that is going out. And also, Messiah's putting it on his Facebook, and you say you're going to put it on your yeah. Facebook. And so between all of that, uh, the, the, the one, one church says, I, I know that we can get 500 people in there. He said, it actually seats 800. He said, we might be able to get the whole 800 in there with expanded seating and everything. So he's checking, but the point is we are going to have another. It's not going to be a solemn September assembly. I don't know what we're going to call it. Maybe a solemn October, maybe a solemn Halloween uh, assembly. Maybe that's maybe I just said the word. Maybe ha- solemn Halloween at assembly. Or, I don't know. We'll, we'll, the Lord will show us. So anyway, mark your calendar. If you want to be a part of the serious prayer, if you want to come in and get that molten liquid metal out of your heart to be able to share your heart, if you want to make a difference in this nation, you mark your calendar, October 31, 2020, and we will let you know all of the de- details of where and when we're going to be meeting. Uh, Coverstone, you got 30 seconds to encourage them to come. What I saw this weekend was one of the most powerful events of my entire life, and that's in 30 years of ministry. I saw people pray. I saw people fight for the Lord to move and to do great things. So come at all possible if you can. I'm going to be there. Nothing will keep me away from this event. Download our free app from the App Store. Click like, share, and subscribe.